Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey, Changemaker. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Holly Rustic, and I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. That is right. That is you because you are listening. You are a change maker in some way or another. You might be an executive director of a nonprofit, serve on the board, maybe you're a volunteer, or maybe you're a grant writer or want to become a freelance grant writer so you can actually open a side business or a full-on business in serving nonprofits. So I teach you to gain expertise in grant writing and coach you with systems so that you can become a freelance grant writer and 10x results and impact all from the comfort of your own home. All right, guys, so we are getting into the what, why, and how nonprofits can get money, not from grants. Do, do, do. <laughs> all right, so are you looking for ways to increase money for your nonprofit or the nonprofits that you work with that doesn't include funding from grants? Maybe you have already written your grants for the year and you're playing the waiting game, right? You're waiting to find out if you got a yes or no. But in the meantime, you want to build some other pathways for funding. Or you might be a freelance grant writer and maybe your client is just not grant ready yet. Or they are doing awesome at getting grants, but it would behoove you to have them not put all their eggs in one basket, right? Remember, we're talking about diversifying funding income and funding revenue over the last couple of weeks. And diversifying streams of income for nonprofits is vital. Many clients, especially startup nonprofits, may think that grants are the only type of funding that they can get. But if you've been listening to this podcast series over the last few weeks, You know that isn't true. In episode 90, we discussed eight powerful ways to get money for your nonprofit. Heck, I even give you a free downloadable checklist and tracker. If that sounds like something that could benefit you as a grant writer or executive director or even a volunteer, go ahead and grab it at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash nine zero. And in last week's episode, that was episode 91, we discussed five different services that nonprofits can provide and charge fees to gain revenue. So we first talked about, okay, here's eight different ways that your nonprofit can make money. Services, providing services and fee-for-services was one of those ways, and we broke it down last week. Today, I'm going to be talking about products. I love products as services often require time times dollar amount equals fee. So that's basically saying in exchange for time for money for services, right? But products on the other hand are a little magic in the mix. And sometimes services can lead to products. An example of this is as you are writing a grant for a client, you're providing a service. Once the grant is written, however, that becomes a product because the product then can be applied to different things, right? We talked about that a little bit as well. So you could also, you know, if you could apply it, obviously you want to submit it to, <laughs> to a funding source for a grant, but if you don't get that grant awarded, you could also use that grant application that you wrote to be the background information for a fundraiser you're doing. You could also use it for a corporate solicitation. You can also use it to apply to other funding sources, right? So it becomes a product then. Well, we're gonna be a little bit more broad when we talk about products today. 
And yes, you still need to take time to create products, market them, and provide inventory, but many products can be developed and then sold as passive income. That means your nonprofit can make money while it sleeps. Yoo-hoo! Examples of this are selling t-shirts or caps online, right? So while the nonprofit is sleeping, that t-shirt's up on the website and somebody in a different time zone is buying that t-shirt. So you wake up, bam, bam, you've already sold some shirts online. Very, very cool. But I'm going to give you some more ideas of some great gems today. So today you're going to learn about the what, the why, and the how of creating products for your nonprofit. And these ideas may help your nonprofit bring in extra revenues that revenue can go to operational funds. So unlike grants where you have to stay within your budget, submit receipts and reports, product income can be where all profits go into a fund so you can spend money on what actually needs to be spent on, right? You, you can spend down on things that may not be written in your grant proposal, right? An additional highlight is this is another service that you as a freelance grant writer can provide your clients. You can run a little brainstorming session and start putting into place product ideas, testing markets, and a business plan. I know that some freelancers who even start marketing for nonprofits on the side for their products and services. This can be huge as many nonprofits are severely limited on their expertise and capacity to compete with savvy marketing or building a business plan even. So this is something definitely I highly recommend freelance grant writers to also broaden their scope a little bit if they would like to and also start developing other services for your nonprofit such as helping them develop products, right? Just being the facilitator in that and bringing expertise to the table. We're gonna discuss some of that expertise today, okay? Before we get into today's episode, I have a couple of announcements. All right, so one of my announcements, I'm super excited, is the revised, retitled, and updated grant writing book is getting released soon. I already have it back from the editor and we have about two more weeks left if you'd like to be on the advanced reader team. And this is called the art, right? And this is where you will receive, if you're on the advanced reader team or the art, you're going to receive a free ebook before the book is even published. In exchange, I just ask for timely feedback and a review on iTunes. Your review may even go on the back of the book. So just send me an email, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com and say, add me to the art or to the advanced reader team. And I will definitely get you out a copy as soon as possible so I can get your feedback and that you can have the copy as well. I'm really excited about this book. I've been, I wanted to release it last spring, but it's just, I've had a lot of different projects going on and it kind of got pushed back a little bit. So now it's about ready to go out. So before 2020, I needed to get my book revised. So it's coming out. And I'm really excited about the new cover too. It's really, really sleek. It has a new branding on it. It's retitled. It's just, it's a beautiful book. And we have a lot of the same content as Wish Granted, but a lot more information too. I've updated it, put in the grants formula as well. I've released, you get a lot of freebie downloadables with this book. I mean, it's just great. So I'm really excited about it and I would love to get your feedback. And I'd also love to give you a free copy. Once again, in exchange for a review. Now, funny thing is on iTunes, once you hit about 25 reviews on iTunes, then Amazon, I mean, sorry, not iTunes, up 
<laughs> yeah, I'm hooked on iTunes here. I'm sorry, on Amazon, once you get about 25 reviews of your book on Amazon, then Amazon starts marketing for you. So please help me get up to 25 reviews. And I saw this because on Wish Granted, as soon as I got more than 25 reviews, Amazon started marketing for me, which is great. But I believe that this new title and just revisions, because that was back in 2017, now we're almost in 2020, so I wanted to add some new stuff to the book. I believe that this one is even going to do better. So please help me with um, promoting the book. And during my launch, I'll also have it for the ebook will be a limited price. It'll be lower. It won't be free. Then also it'll be, well, it might be for like a day i'm not sure exactly yet but i will definitely keep you guys updated on that but yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun all right so super exciting and thank you to the excellent individuals who do leave a review on itunes all right so back to itunes i have fab judy on itunes who left a review and she says i've been listening to holly for a while now and her podcasts are always chock full of usable information delivered in a friendly and relatable style I've told several nonprofit leaders about her work. Thank you so much, Fab Judy. That means the world to me, and I love that you're telling other people about it. That is so amazing. We all know the power of word of mouth, right? So I really, really appreciate you. Thanks so much. All right, guys, so let's get into today's episode on the what, where, why, wow. <laughs> all right, we're all about products today. How are we gonna do it? So let's first get into the why. Why nonprofit products sell? You might say, hmm, not another t-shirt for sale. We are competing with millions of others. Why would anyone buy our product when it's basically the exact same as the neighbor next door? The truth is that consumers are spending their money more and more these days on items that make a difference. Consumers are realizing the power and voice they have when they spend their dollars. So probably the most competitive edge that your nonprofit has on any product it sells, even if it is basically the same product that's selling right next door to you, is the brand awareness of your nonprofit. Brand awareness products are a great way to increase awareness about your nonprofit while making money. We see this more and more as people want to identify that they are supporters of your nonprofit. Consumers want to show that they actually think about their consumerism. We see a huge shift of this in the shopping for good movement where consumers are comparing brands and shopping for items that are actually impacting the world in a good way. We see the reflection of how consumers are shopping with this conscious shopping in mind, right? Especially among the millennials. So millennials, you know, that's basically people that are in their 30s right now early you know almost hit like hitting 40 right now so but yeah they're the ones who are growing up they've kind of grown up more about with transparency with the whole online transparency and reviews and and they actually go to the internet to seek reviews from people who have brought bought the product versus people maybe even their friends and family so this is a really good amazing uh, demographic to sell to and according to an article on nosh Researchers also find that millennials care significantly more about corporate social responsibility initiatives with 42% of millennials compared to 35% of the general population reporting that corporate social responsibility was important when making a purchasing decision. So yes, people want to know, specifically millennials, want to know where their dollars are going and they want to feel good when they buy products. 
So this lends then to the fact that consumers want to even advertise their good shopping, right? Their good consumerism by putting your nonprofit's branding on their items. And this way they are identifying with a tribe and that's you, right? Your nonprofit and showcasing their values simultaneously. So basically what your values are, are reflected in them. So a really cool online platform, just as a side note, is called The Good Shop. And I have these links on the show notes. So if you go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 9-2, I definitely have some links there that you can see. But The Good Shop is a place that you can shop online for thousands of brands and then choose to where you want a portion of the profits to go. These nonprofit causes are vetted and they have to show transparency. It is pretty cool. Even though this isn't necessarily brand awareness, consumers are willing to buy another product and have partial proceeds go to your nonprofit. Your brand awareness is simply being on the site. So there's different ways to go about this. We see this in Amazon Smiles. We see this even on Facebook. You know, more and more people want to have a part of their proceeds go to a nonprofit or they want to support the nonprofit directly. And they want to announce that though. They don't want it hidden. They want it as a conversation starter. So they want your logo. They want something cool from your nonprofit on their product. Okay, so what are these products? What are the products that actually sell? So let's go ahead and get some ideas for either, either goods or products that your nonprofit could sell and put your branding on it or your, you know, whatever kind of represents the ethos of your nonprofit on it. So here's some ideas that could sell online or in a store or at your headquarters or a combination of all of those, right? Even on Instagram. We see a lot of nonprofits selling goods on Instagram even. Very, very cool. All right, so here's some things. Backpacks, fanny packs. Yes, the fanny packs are coming back. <laughs> All right. I'm seeing millennials wearing them. Love it. Loving it. All right. Business card holders. All right. Now, yes, with the advance of, you know, business card scanners on phones, a lot of people don't hold business card holders any longer, but a lot of people still do, right? So that might be something to consider. Coffee mugs, hydro flask, cookies, baked goods. Sweaters and sweatshirts, a food truck. What? Yeah, why not, right? That would have your branding all over it. And if you had a taco, taco truck right next to the next taco truck, but your taco your, it was actually a nonprofit taco truck, who are they going to choose, right? Who are the consumers going to choose? Hats, caps, jewelry. And we heard about jewelry, especially with corporate social responsibility with episode 89, and that was with Alexis Cook with Unlocked. That was a really cool example of that. Luggage tags. Oh yeah, people travel all over right now, right? It's really cost effective to jump on a plane. So people are using those luggage tags all the time because everyone has a black one, right? A black suitcase and you want to know where yours is right away. All right, notebooks. Journals, phone covers. Oh yeah, isn't phone covers? That would be a great idea, right? Because everybody has their phones out all the time. So what better way to advertise your nonprofit than on a phone cover? Purses, we see a lot of this even like with recyclable purses. Maybe you don't have your logo on it, but it has like what your nonprofit does like as part of it. Stuffed animals or plushies, we're seeing a lot more of those. That's a lot of fun and that really caters to kids as well. Tote bags. So people are using reusable, even shopping bags all the time now, right? Like plastic bags are banned in a lot of states. So those tote bags are really being used more and more. Of course, t-shirts, right? T-shirts are big. 
and wallets. I've seen a great use of wallets with green banana paper, an excellent, they're not a nonprofit, but they are a corporate social responsibility business that's located in Coast Rye in the Pacific Ocean. And they actually use the banana, they use the banana leaves and they make paper out of it. It's so amazing. And they've turned that paper into really slick wallets with these designs on it. Really, really cool. And they even do business cards on the banana paper itself. So even though they just have their logo, it's just a tiny little thing in the corner because of course you're gonna be promoting your own logo on their business cards. It's a conversation starter because it looks different and it's like, oh wow, you're really into conservation because you're using this um, recycled banana paper as your business card. So those kind of ideas can be a statement within themselves. So even if you're not blatantly just putting your nonprofit's logo huge on all these things, if you're putting in your ethos and your culture into these items, that can be a great way because people want to buy those because they want to have these interesting conversation starters with their purchases. All right, so those are some ideas for you. But how to sell the products, right? How do you even get the money to do any of these products? Well, I'm gonna tell you a few different things here. <laughs> the first thing is to start small. You wanna start small and test the market. Instead of investing thousands of dollars into a food truck or converting a kitchen into a commercial kitchen, you know, before you've even tested the market, maybe you should actually just test your cookies on a small scale first, right? Test out what type of cookies sell, what their unique recipes are, and what is a really profitable cookie, say if you're doing cookies, right? So you wanna start small. The second thing you need to do is do a survey. So put together some product ideas and ask your followers or your community what they like and what they would purchase. This can easily be putting together some mock-ups of different items and also including, very important here, different price points. If they won't buy it, make sure you ask them, why not, without badgering them, right? I mean, like, no problem, totally understand if you don't wanna get it, but can you just give us some feedback? You know, and you might even give them some starters like price too high, price too low, just no need for the item, right? These kind of things. Or you can keep it open-ended so you're not kind of defining the data beforehand, if that makes sense, right? You wanna make sure you, you get the best data back that you can. And the feedback will help with your business design. So just one note for surveys, remember, don't just count on the people. So if, if you give out your survey and you say, how many people are gonna buy these cookies? And everyone's like, yeah, I'll buy some or I would buy some, right? The people who actually break out their wallets and give you money, it's a little bit of a different conversion rate. So just know that the potential orders and actual orders may vary. Don't let this get you down, it's just a part of the selling. Okay, so now that you've done, you've started small, you've done a survey, you've done some testing, you know the kind of the market, you know what you wanna do, you're like, okay, how do I get the money then to actually start getting the products in? Even if you just order them online from Vistaprint or whatnot, right? You're getting some t-shirts made, but you still need to get some, some money up front to order it, to some cash flow, right? So how do you get the startup capital or cash flow? Well, let's go ahead and look at a few different options. Pre-orders. Sell your product in advance to enable you with the capital for the initial investment in developing or ordering the products. For any of your goods or products, a great way to see if people will actually shell out the money for your product, right? So actually pre-order, have them pre-order it. So say, okay, go ahead and pre-order then this coffee mug that you 
that you love, whatever it is that you're gonna be selling, these cookies, right, that you're gonna get. Go ahead and put how many boxes you want and collect the cash from the person and say, you know, in like a month we'll deliver the cookies or however long that will be. But in this way, if you don't get many orders, it may be that your selling proposition is weak, your price point is off, or people are just aren't interested in the product. So you can work on tweaking that a little bit. Remember, you can always reimburse people and restart your business plan without losing money if you do pre-orders. This will also help you work on your marketing and pricing. So if it's really not selling, you can take it back, restructure it, then go back out, sample some other people, and see what happens. But the main thing is to do the pre-sales, right? So to have pre-orders available. So then you actually have the money to go and start the initial orders or the initial development of the products. That'll give you the capital right in the beginning, directly from your consumers. The second way to get startup capital, corporate investment. Visit your corporate partners or even governmental partners, such as the economic development agencies, and ask for investment into your products. Hey, there's even Shark Tank, right? <laughs> Remember, this can be a tax write-off for them. The third way to get startup capital, the Small Business Administration, or better known as SBA. Visit your Small Business Administration or Small Business Development Center in your state or city for information on business advice or seek startup grants and loans through them. They actually provide sometimes free services for people who are looking at you know, different entrepreneurships and startup business. Um, as, and they can help you with business plans. They can do all kinds of amazing stuff. So please do visit them. They also have access to different loans that might be available for you or different grants that might be available to you. And of course, number four, this kind of piggybacks off of number three, the Small Business Administration, grants. Seek grants that help with sustainable seed monies. And I have a link to some on this on the show notes, so grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 92, so you can get a link to sustainable seed monies for capital for business development. These will be fantastic as you will not have to pay back grants, whereas loans you do have to pay back. And of course, our final one, crowdfunding campaigns. This is another way to secure pre-sales of your product, but is done through an online platform. And I have some examples. There's Funly, Indiegogo. There's a ton of other ones out there that are a little bit, they work better with nonprofits and they give you, a, like they're, they don't charge as much for the transaction rates if you can show them that you're a nonprofit. So that's a way to actually garner those pre-sales online. So you could kind of couple that together. So there you go. Now is a great time to create products for your nonprofit. Consumers want to engage with your branding and to shop for good reasons. They need clothes, you know, so why not advertise their ethics on their clothing? You know, that are your ethics too. This will also raise the reach of your branding as often clothes with a great message or interesting logo can be those conversation starters like we discussed before. And then that can lead to them, you know, all of a sudden you have people out there that are sharing your nonprofit's mission just because of that conversation with whatever product that they bought from you. 
And then of course today we also went over an array of product ideas for your nonprofit. So you can go ahead and listen to those again or just get creative and see what, what resonates with your nonprofit. Those are just some ideas to get your brain going. But you can see there's plenty, plenty of different ideas that you could do. You could do something super unique or you could do something like a t-shirt that everyone's doing but as long as it has your unique branding and values on it, then it should be sure to sell. A great way, of course, is to start small, though, and conduct some surveys. This will help you hone in on products that will sell quickly and easily. And of course, ways to get capital for your products are pre-orders, corporate investments, small business administration, grants, and crowdfunding campaigns. So please share with us your different products ideas by tagging us on Instagram at grantwriting underscore funding. So at grantwriting underscore funding on Instagram, tag us on any of your product ideas or products that your nonprofit sells so we can go ahead and just start that conversation. You could also hashtag grantwriting and funding and then that way we can um, see what you're doing. All right, guys, so that is it about your goods today. And I am super excited about next week's podcast. Over the next couple of weeks, I have interviewed freelance grant writers and we kick off with a king. It's time to get our crowns on as I have Mr. Rodney Walker, the president of Grant Central USA, on the podcast next week. <laughs> he is absolutely amazing and he has helped secure well over $300 million for nonprofits. He also has a super active community in LinkedIn. If you are on LinkedIn, but you're not in his group, please do check it out. Just put in Rodney Walker. You're definitely sure to find it or Grant Central USA. He has a very active community. And he's also one of the most positive individuals I have ever met. Like, just amazing. As soon as I contacted him on LinkedIn, because I sent him a message and was like, hey, we should connect sometime. And he was like, right away, he texted back and he was like, or he messaged back and he was like, yeah, when are you available? Let's do it. And we set up, uh, we've talked, you know, we talked a few times before we recorded the, the podcast episode. And it was just really cool to go back and forth. And right away, we're like, how can we collaborate? You know, instead of competing in this small marketplace, right? Where it's like, okay, let's collaborate. How can we work together? And it was just like, we have the, like a lot of the same values. And it was just really cool to meet somebody in this space who wants to collaborate, who wants to work together. And is like, you know, there's so many nonprofits out there. Like, let's train up those people to become freelance writers. Let's train up the nonprofits to get the money, right? So let's help others to do that. And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. So yeah, super cool. You definitely don't want to miss it. So please do subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already to get these episodes delivered right to your podcast player because you don't want to miss out on next week's episode. He's going to go behind the scenes and tell us a little bit of his whole journey. So you're going to want to hear it. It's, I can't give away it anymore. I just can't. <laughs> Anyways, until then, please check out grantwritingandfunding.com for any resources, backlog of blogs, or other grant or funding information you may need. I'm Holly Rustic. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe, and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com. 